Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is July 4th in the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always. Steady as a rock, clear as a bell, to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, we are absolutely live on the 4th of July. Why? Because we consider you part of our family and we love you and we want to spend time with you. Believe it or not, it's even my birthday and we're live. Why? Because you matter to us, because we want to spend time with you, because you are important to us. And if we can spend some time together and talk about the sacred cause of liberty it's worth every bit of my time welcome to liberty roundtable live now uh, in america whitney houston as far as i understand saying that back in 1991 and uh, it's one of the most historic deliveries uh of the star-spangled banner ever and i don't think uh, whitney houston was held back in this great land one bit in fact i think her uh stellar performance set the standard for the Declaration of Independence phrase, all men are created equal. That means women, too, by the way, endowed by their creator with unalienable or unalienable rights. That is life, 
liberty and the pursuit of happiness. That is for all. And no doubt America's had a bumpy road getting here. The wickedness of the people stands in the way oftentimes. But if we repent, if we turn to God, if we understand our Judeo-Christian heritage and we deliver on self-governing, then you know what? Government has a very limited but critical role where power is divided vertically and horizontally by the consent of the governed for the consent of the governed, the purpose of which to make men free. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Delighted to have you along. The good Sheriff Richard Mack is going to enjoy this wonderful two-hour broadcast with me, and have we got a bunch of cool stuff for you. Sheriff, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Well, thanks, Sam, and happy birthday to you, happy birthday to America, and happy birthday to my first grandchild. And what's her name? Liberty LaDawn Hardy. All right. I highlight that because I think Liberty's a cool name. One of our great friends has his daughter named Liberty. Here's what's interesting. They wanted their daughter to be born on July the 4th, and they missed it. The baby came a little bit early, and it was born on July the 3rd in the evening. So guess what they named her? Dawn's early light. Oh, so close. Liberty Eve. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so great Liberty. people doing wonderful <laughs> things in the greatest country on the face of the earth. Liberty Eve. That's exactly right. And I don't even want to go through the previous day's broadcast like we normally do, Sheriff, just because there's so much news that I want to get to that's way, way, way more important. Not that the previous shows are not important, but you can listen to them. You can see the show notes at libertyroundtable.com or lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. But one highlight I want to make is this. Franklin Graham spoke out boldly recently and said, hey, SCOTUS's rulings, um, this transgender ruling especially, is eroding our religious freedoms across this country. And I wanted to highlight that because I think that's really, really critical really critical to understand and i want to celebrate the youth of our nation you know a lot of people believe the younger generations are growing up and they don't understand liberty uh, but you know what <clears throat> they do and when you have people named liberty they begin to understand who they are it holds together that wonderful great heritage that we hold so dear so i bring that up uh, we've got some uh, little tidbits from the youth of our nation we got the good sheriff chiming in. We'll give him a chance to wish y'all a happy 4th of July and say what he wants to say about this great country. I'll go off on a little monologue as well. But I want to dive right into the president's delivery uh, last night. President Trump went to Mount Rushmore. On his way there, you had a bunch of terrorists. I'm going to call them terrorists because that's what they are. Literally um, move a bunch of vehicles into the road intentionally flattened the tires of the vehicle to block the president and others. Uh, and then they stood on their cars in a moment or an act of defiance. Many Native Americans among the group saying how this is nothing but a celebration of white supremacy at Mount Rushmore this evening. Sheriff, do you want to respond to that kind of a, a act first? Well, Sam, that... that <laughs> um, it, that that really drives a lot of things home uh, because we have a uh, we have group uh, uh, at least one group in America that criticizes the CSPOA uh, uh, about every other month 
and uh, they said that uh, the CSPOA is linked to white supremacy. And I keep searching any type of evidence that there would be that you and I, uh, the people on our committee, the good sheriffs that have worked with us, the good people that have worked with us, Chris Ann Hall, Michael Peruka, uh, Michael Badnerick, uh, on and on, the, the many speakers that we've had, Sheriff Brad Rogers, who is now Captain Brad Rogers, who by January will be County Commissioner Brad Rogers, uh, and, and all the many people who've helped put together the CSPOA. And now I want to do the same analysis with uh, Trump, his campaign, uh, what he has stood for, and there's almost no evidence. I mean, it, you, I say almost because, yes, he, uh, he did shut down some countries coming to America, uh, countries that have uh, been our, our enemy, and it had nothing to do with anything else except countries who have sworn uh, en en enmity towards the United States and that they would uh, commit acts of terror in our country. And, and I keep looking, and I'm, I'm telling you, and you and I both have the same attitude towards Trump. Where he does good, we applaud him. Where he doesn't, we criticize him. Uh, and both of us, bottom line, have come to the conclusion that he's one of the best presidents we've ever had when it comes to trying to keep his campaign promises and trying to stand for life. And so I keep looking at that, and it's just the same thing that people did to me in my campaign. They tell enough lies, and they hope some of it sticks. And that's a propaganda scheme. It's a brainwashing scheme, and it's also a way to take down someone who has done a, a good job at what they were asked to do. And it has nothing to do with, with truth or honesty uh, or nobility. It has everything to do with de degrading, destroying. It's the same thing why they're trying to take down monuments in America. They are just trying to destroy the American culture. They are just trying to destroy America and our Constitution. All right. And President Trump really speaks out nobly like and boldly about this, despite their blockade. I think they have every right to express their displeasure. They have every right to peacefully assemble. I get that. For some reason, though, they trashed President Trump for saying he had a big meeting uh, where they weren't social distancing and they didn't have masks, and that was horrible. But they weren't social distancing and they didn't have masks as they literally uh, put cars in the way and caused trouble for his event. I don't think they have any right to do that. I think they should be arrested. You don't have any right to block roads. You don't have any right to take your civil defiance uh, to extreme levels. But President Trump spoke for uh, about 40-some-odd minutes last night, 42 minutes. Incredible. One of the best I've ever heard speeches from the president. I've got several clips I want to cover. We'll comment on them. We are indeed live for the 4th of July. The good sheriff Richard Mack and Sam Bushman. Attention Liberty News Radio listeners. 
Hard-hitting talk radio has never been and never will be supported by the mainstream in America. Hard-hitting talk radio is taking on the mainstream press like never before. News the networks refuse to use is one of the best ways to educate people. We invite all liberty-loving Americans to join with us to restore the principles of our founding fathers and promote God, family, and country in the media and our lives. Please help spread the Liberty message with your generous donation. You can go online at libertynewsradio.com right now and make a donation online. Or call 801-756-9133 and make a donation over the phone. That's libertynewsradio.com and 801-756-9133. Make a donation today. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit topreservethenation.com to begin that restoration. Welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bush, one of the good sheriff, Richard Mack, breaking down liberty just for you. We are live on this incredible 4th of July. So President Trump spoke for about 42 minutes last night, in my opinion, an incredible speech. Of course, the New York Times comes out with hate and tells you that it was a white supremacist bash. Uh, They tell you that President Trump uh, didn't social distance and he didn't care about anybody. Very, very, very dangerous. Uh, literally lying to the people left and right, the New York Times is. I don't want to dwell on that, but I want to highlight the difference. It doesn't matter what President Trump said. They want to down or be against everything the president said. And so what I did is I edited out about six clips of the speech that I thought were super noteworthy. In my opinion, the whole speech was very good. There was a couple of parts that weren't my favorite, but for the most part, it was very Very good. He literally said, we're not going to let those who want to destroy America destroy her. We're going to celebrate our history with the American people. We're incredibly resilient. Look at all that we've accomplished. Look at these American heroes at Mount Rushmore and what they did. He gave a little uh, detail or breakdown of each one of them. Uh, He talked about the history, and, and, and then he talked about what we've accomplished in the future. He talked about abolishing slavery. He talked about liberty for all. He talked about 
He uh, talked about God, family, and country. I mean, it was a very good, for the most part, speech. He talked about Martin Luther King. He talked about Abraham Lincoln. Uh, he really did a, a tremendous job. Not that I'm a fan of Martin Luther King either. Nevertheless, I, I, I tell you that it was a very, very good speech. I want to play some clips and get some comments from the good sheriff on the clips because I'm telling you, I have never heard the president be so reflective and so spot on in my life. Listen to what the president had to say for part of his introduction. There could be no better place to celebrate America's independence than beneath this magnificent, incredible, majestic mountain and monument to the greatest Americans who have ever lived. Today, we pay tribute to the exceptional lives and extraordinary legacies of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. Wow. Sheriff? I, I could barely hear him. You could barely hear him, huh? All right, well, yeah. I'll turn that up to you. He basically said, hey, these are American heroes. I heard he mentioned Washington, but yeah. He mentioned all four of them. And the audience could hear just fine. He basically said, hey, these four heroes, we're celebrating, we're recognizing, uh, we understand. I'll turn that up to you and see if you can't hear that better for the next clip. But that was just his, you know, it, part of his introduction. And I guess I'm saying this highlights moments in history that should be celebrated by everyone, right? Here's the next clip from the president. Listen carefully. So hopefully you can hear this better. There is a new Can you hear that better? Yes. All right, here we go. New far left fascism. Let's start over. That demands absolute Hold on. Let's start this over here. There is a new far left fascism that demands absolute allegiance. If you do not speak its language, perform its rituals, recite its mantras, and follow its commandments, then you will be censored, banished, blacklisted, persecuted, and punished. Not going to happen to us. Make no mistake, this left-wing cultural revolution is designed to overthrow the American Revolution. In so doing, they would destroy the very civilization that rescued billions from poverty, disease, violence, and hunger, and that lifted humanity to new heights of achievement, discovery, and progress. To make this possible, they are determined to tear down every statue, symbol, and memory of our national heritage. He even deals with the crowd well. Check it out. That's very true, actually. That is why I am deploying federal law enforcement to protect our monuments, arrest the rioters, and prosecute offenders to the fullest extent of the law. I'm not a fan of federal law enforcement, but I get the point. We've got to protect private and public property, ladies and gentlemen, and the cities aren't willing. I am pleased to report that yesterday, federal agents arrested the suspected ringleader of the attack on the statue 
of the great Andrew Jackson in Washington, D.C. And in addition, hundreds more have been arrested. Under the executive order I signed last week pertaining to the Veterans Memorial Preservation and Recognition Act and other laws, people who damage or deface federal statues or monuments will get a minimum of 10 years in prison. And obviously, that includes our beautiful Mount Rushmore. <laughs> our people have a great memory. They will never forget the destruction of statues and monuments to George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, abolitionists, and many others. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats in every case is the predictable result of years of extreme indoctrination and bias in education, journalism, and other cultural institutions. Against every law of society and nature, our children are taught in school to hate their own country and to believe that the men and women who built it were not heroes, but that were villains. The radical view of American history is a web of lies. All perspective is removed. Every virtue is obscured. Every motive is twisted. Every fact is distorted. And every flaw is magnified until the history is purged and the record is disfigured beyond all recognition. This movement is openly attacking the legacies of every person on Mount Rushmore. They defile the memory of Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Roosevelt. Today, we will set history and history's records straight. There you have it, Sheriff. What do you say to that? Well, that uh, that's, that sounded absolutely wonderful. And uh, President Trump uh, has done a, a great job at uh, promoting patriotism since he's been in there. And uh, literally, I believe that this destruction is aimed at him. It, it's not. There's no real principled agenda. Uh, the Native Americans are now all of a sudden that want their Mount Rushmore land back. Uh, when was the last time they said anything about that until Trump wants to speak there? And it was the same thing when we were doing the security for the uh, uh, telescopes on Mount Graham. Uh, the Earth Firsters reached out to Native Americans who live in our county and uh got them to go up to the mountain and, and say, yes, this is our mountain. And In other words, let's land. stir up everyone who has been wronged anywhere and create a coalition of people who want to destroy Correct. everything we hold dear is what this is all about. Correct. Uh, and uh, it, it's, it, well, in my entire life, I never saw 
Native Americans, the Apaches that live in our county, I never saw them on the mountain. Uh, and, uh, you know, I spent a lot of time on there, especially when I was sheriff, but I never saw them there. Uh, and in fact, uh, the ones uh, that really live there still were not the ones that were protesting. Most of the people uh, in our community, whether it was, no matter what race they were, uh, just kind of wanted to be left alone regarding uh, the protests and, and what was going on on the mountain. President Trump pointing to true history, the magnificence of what we've accomplished. He does admit we've made mistakes and we're not perfect, but he says, let's not destroy and jettison our history. Amen. Amen. We are live for the fourth. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. America posted the largest single-day total of coronavirus infections since the pandemic began. More than 57,000 cases were tallied a day after a peak of more than 55,000. The seventh reported high in nine days. At least 20 states set record highs for the average of new cases over seven days. A white couple in Michigan faced felonious assault charges after video showed the woman pulled out and pointed a gun at a black mother and her daughter. Get the f*** away. Are you going to shoot me? Get the f*** away. Oh, get away. The video of the incident outside Detroit has gone viral. The mother, Tekelia Hill, said it began when the white woman bumped her daughter. The Oakland County Sheriff identified the couple as Jillian and Eric Wustenberg. CBS News reports Eric Wustenberg was fired from his job at Oakland University behind the incident. This is USA Radio News. Hi, this is Wayne Allen Root for the Magamall. TheMagamall.com. The Magamall is your one-stop online shopping mall for great MAGA and Trump caps, T-shirts, flags, face masks, coins, jewelry, and other products. They even have MAGA cowboy hats. They pride themselves in offering the largest selection of the finest quality MAGA caps on the market at the most competitive prices, and your satisfaction is guaranteed. The vast majority of the MAGA caps available on the market today are pure junk. The MAGA mall caps are made from premium cotton with the finest embroidery. Everything on their caps is embroidered. Every star and every stripe, the presidential seal, even the president's signature. When you purchase a cap from the MAGA Mall, you can rest assured you're buying the finest MAGA cap made. They have Rolls-Royce caps at Chevrolet prices. Get 10% off your order. Use promo code WAR10. That's WAR10 at checkout for the highest quality MAGA products. Go to themagamall.com. That's the, T-H-E, MAGA, M-A-G-A, Mall, M-A-L-L, dot com. Themagamall.com. Despite COVID-19, an iconic country artist and his friends will have their yearly 4th of July concert. On the road again. Willie Nelson's annual 4th of July picnic is going virtual this year over concerns about COVID-19. Fans can tune in to the nearly 50-year-old music bash via Luxstream and WillyPicnic.com. Other performers expected to play include Cheryl Crow, Ziggy Marley, Steve Earle, and Nelson's fellow Texas-based singers, Lau Lovett, Robert Earl Keen, and Kiki Friedman. Some of the artists will perform at Nelson's Luck Ranch in Spicewood, northwest of Austin. Others will be streaming live from other locations. Nelson's event started in 1972 and has been held almost every year since then. Moving around Texas, it typically draws thousands. The 87-year-old Nelson's 70th album was released called The First Rose of Spring, featuring two new tunes plus Nelson's take on songs by Toby Keith and Chris Stapleton. For USA Radio News, I'm Sean Hunt. My country, my country. 
there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. I'm Sam Bushman, the good sheriff, Richard Max, with me. We're breaking down President Trump's speech last night on July the 3rd, celebrating July 4th at a very historic place, Mount Rushmore. I think very, very significant since they're downing all of our history, all of our monuments, all of our statues. And he goes to the, what, mother of them all, if you will, to stand up for defending our history. And everybody who wants to destroy American history and our statues is critical of his speech. Everyone who wants to defend our statues, preserve our history. Look at America as a great country, despite her faults and uh, the mistakes we might have made. Um, Even Martin Luther King looked at the positives of America. Anyway, Trump does the same. His positive outlook is infectious. He did a great job and a great speech. Here's the next clip that I've got from the President Trump's speech. I think this is worthy on the 4th of July because when is a president spoke so eloquently and boldly about our history, acknowledging our mistakes but looking forward to the future, understanding that, you know what? The Founding Fathers understood that all men are created equal. That doesn't mean that I'm as tall as Richard Mack. It doesn't mean that, you know what, we're as good-looking as our wives. What it means is that we all, before God and government, should have equality. And that's what we're talking about. Here's the President of the United States. From head to toe, George Washington represented the strength, grace, and dignity of the American people. From a small volunteer force of citizen farmers, he created the Continental Army out of nothing and rallied them to stand against the most powerful military on earth. Through eight long years, through the brutal winter at Valley Forge, through setback after setback on the field of battle, he led those patriots to ultimate triumph. When the army had dwindled to a few thousand men at Christmas of 1776, when defeat seemed absolutely certain, He took what remained of his forces on a daring nighttime crossing of the Delaware River. They marched through nine miles of frigid darkness, many without boots on their feet, leaving a trail of blood in the snow. In the morning, they seized victory at Trenton after forcing the surrender of the most powerful empire on the planet At Yorktown, General Washington did not claim power, but simply returned to Mount Vernon as a private citizen. When called upon again, he presided over the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia and was unanimously elected our first president. When he stepped down after two terms, his former adversary, King George, called him the greatest man of the age. He remains first in our hearts to this day. For as long as Americans love this land, we will honor and cherish the father of our country, George Washington. 
Sheriff, listen to this. He will never be removed, abolished, and most of all, he will never be forgotten. Wow. Have you heard a president in your lifetime speak like that, Sheriff? I really haven't. Uh, I'd say uh, Reagan came close a couple of times, but that was really powerful. Uh, and Washington deserves every bit of that and more. Amen. Uh, the, the miracle of America happened because of George Washington, and that's almost trite saying that. I, could, I couldn't agree more. I've just never heard a president speak like that in my lifetime. And I'm telling you, uh, you could say he just might be a great speaker, but I'm telling you, I detect genuine awe. Uh, in the current president, Donald J. Trump's voice, uh, regarding uh, the people that he's speaking about. He articulated all four people um, highlighted at Mount Rushmore uh, in a similar fashion. I just played the George Washington because it was in my, he's, he's my favorite. But all I'm telling you is this is the kind of stuff that the president was saying. Uh, and if he didn't hold the rally, then he wouldn't celebrate the 4th of July right. If he held the rally, he's not social distancing. If he uh, promotes the founding fathers, he's an evil white supremacist. If he doesn't talk about the founding of our nation, then he doesn't talk about uh, the real reason for the 4th of July. If he highlights the Declaration of Independence, they trash him for not following or not focusing on the Constitution. If he highlights the Constitution, then they say, doesn't he realize it's about the Declaration of Independence? I mean, you just can't win. You go to the event and they say, by golly, you're not social distancing. Well, this venue is outdoors, from what I understand. And then they say, yeah, well, you, you can't have it at all unless you're rioting and destroying property. Uh, right. If you're outdoors, you're not social. The other one was indoors. The other one, they rallied to make sure no one attended. They put notes on the seats for every other seat. And then they said, oh, not very many people attended. This one was a packed stadium, so they couldn't be critical of that. Over 7,500 people uh, packed in. So then they just basically say, well, he didn't social. You just can't win. But. Here's the point. America has got to listen to what the president is really saying and really doing, not the news. Listen to this cut from the president. All right, hold on. Did you hear that? This lady yells, we love you. It's hard to hear, but listen close. Thank you. Thank you. very. All right, hold on. Sorry. See? Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We will state the truth in full without apology. We declare that the United States of America is the most just and exceptional nation ever to exist on Earth. We are proud of the fact that our country was founded on Judeo-Christian principles, and we understand that these values have dramatically advanced the cause of peace and justice throughout the world. We know that the American family is the bedrock of American life. We recognize the solemn right and moral duty of every nation to secure its borders. And we are building the wall. We remember that governments exist to protect the safety and happiness of their own people. A nation must care 
for its own citizens first. We must take care of America first. It's time. We believe in equal opportunity, equal justice, and equal treatment for citizens of every race, background, religion, and creed. Every child of every color, born and unborn, is made in the holy image of God. Now, Sheriff, again, this is just, in my opinion, unprecedented. It is. I have not heard a president talk about our Judeo-Christian history. I have not heard a president talk about the whole purpose of government is to protect us all, to the protection of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And he literally says, for everyone. Okay, I don't know how you can be more inclusive, more supportive, more on target, more clear than that. I really don't. But yet, you know what? The mainstream press doesn't tell you about any of it, Sheriff. None of it. Yeah, it got very little coverage. I actually was uh, thumbing through it a little bit, and I heard some of this last night. Uh, but I was also really busy, so I didn't get to hear all of the president's uh, speech. But uh, I did want to look at the layout, and I even told my wife, I said, look at this beautiful backdrop for the president's speech tonight and for him to kind of initiate the 4th of July weekend. Uh, it, it was absolutely awe-inspiring, and so no question. his words. Now, think about this, though. Who's covering it like Sam Bushman? Who's live, (laughs) real news, exactly as the president said it? You know what? Playing back some of these clips, and I'm telling you, this is unprecedented, true making of history stuff, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you, I'll be critical of the president when it's justified, but I'm also going to quadruple down in defense when it's justified, and I'm telling you, the president hit it over the fence. This is Liberty Roundtable Live for the 4th. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. So, you love talk radio, then you'll love TalkStreamLive.com. TalkStreamLive is always on, 24-7, with the best streaming talk shows. Find your favorite talkers and discover some new ones. It's free, readily available online, or on mobile with any smartphone or tablet. Finding your favorite talk shows all in one place has gotten a whole lot easier. Just go to TalkStreamLive.com. Be sure to download the free apps from Google Play or the iTunes App Store.
Talk Right, the conservative app offered by TalkStream Live that caters exclusively to the conservative talk radio community. Here you'll see only talk shows and podcasts from the conservative right, all the big broadcast names and online digital shows in one place. Talk Right makes it easy to find all your favorite conservative talkers with all the upscale features you come to expect from TalkStream Live. Keep up with the fast-paced political world. Download Talk Right today from Google Play or the App Store. We are live, ladies and gentlemen. This is Liberty Roundtable. No other talk show like it. Who's breaking down the president's speech, giving you the actual words the president of the United States said in celebration of the 4th of July? Nobody but Liberty Roundtable live that I know of. Most folks aren't even live today. I am live on my birthday. Truly my birthday, folks, because I believe this information is so critical to the preservation of the greatest country on the face of the earth that I'm ready to deliver and stand for the sacred cause of liberty with the President of the United States. He continues. We want free and open debate, not speech codes and cancel culture. Wow. We embrace tolerance, not prejudice. We support the courageous men and women of law enforcement. We will never abolish our police or our great Second Amendment, which gives us the right to keep and bear arms. We believe that our children should be taught to love their country, honor their history, and respect our great American flag. We stand tall, we stand proud, and we only kneel to Almighty God. Wow. Have you heard a president say that? (laughs) This is who we are. This is what we believe. And these are the values that will guide us as we strive to build an even better and greater future. Those who seek to erase our heritage want Americans to forget our pride and our great dignity so that we can no longer understand ourselves or America's destiny. In toppling the heroes of 1776, they seek to dissolve the bonds of love and loyalty that we feel for our country and that we feel for each other. 
Their goal is not a better America. Their goal is to end America. In its place, they want power for themselves. But just as patriots did in centuries past, the American people will stand in their way. And we will win, and win quickly and with great dignity. We will never let them rip America's heroes from our monuments or from our hearts. By tearing down Washington and Jefferson, these radicals would tear down the very heritage for which men gave their lives to win the Civil War. They would erase the memory that inspired those soldiers to go to their deaths, singing these words of the battle hymn of the Republic. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free while God is marching on. Sheriff. He said the wrong word there, didn't he? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. I think he said it right. No, it's it's to let us live to make men free. He yeah. said die both times, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. But I think what he's trying to illustrate is those soldiers who died to make men free. So I, I agree that it might be slightly different than, than, but but I tell you that is wonderful. I, I I shouldn't even have said that because I'm telling you it was powerful. I would have loved to have been there. Uh, I thought it was inspiring, and like I said, the view of that with the majestic uh, Mount Rushmore statues uh, in the mountain, and then the flags, and then the people, and then the president, and a beautiful evening. It was a little breezy. His hair was blowing a little bit uh, a couple of times. But uh, I'm telling you, it was a a beautiful Fourth of July kickoff. And, and yeah, his leadership there, uh, I'm sure, was making uh, the left, the destruction of the left, get even more enhanced because uh, he really knocked it out of the park last night. That's going to scare him. I think you're right about that. I think you did a great job. I think that's why it's so important to understand uh, what he really did. Uh, Let's see if I can play this back here. Oh, hold on here. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free. So I think it's not a perfect wording, but I think he's referring to let us die, meaning let us, as the soldiers of old, understand their sacrifice and sacrifice if necessary to make men free. And that's something very interesting. And then he finishes. While God is marching on. While God is marching on. That's pretty interesting too, Sheriff. Yeah, it is. And uh, amen to every bit of that. And uh Man, I thought I thought Reagan talked about God a lot, but man. No, not even close. And I'm not trying to down Reagan. I appreciate whenever he oh, yeah. did as well, but it's not even close. No. I was at the presidential inauguration, and he had prayers from more people of religion, more prayers than anybody I have ever heard of by far. 
uh, and the First Lady prayed. Uh, many faiths, including the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, had a prayer. Uh, and in the past, remember, Mormons, members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, have had more abuse than the blacks by far. There's never been an extermination order against any group of people to the level it was against the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints uh, and or the Native Americans. So I appreciate the plight of the blacks. And I think any wrongs that America has committed, we should repent for. But let's not obliterate the history so we don't understand it. As President Trump says, let's keep it in our minds so that we only focus on the good and we take the good moving forward. The president continues. And I know I'm giving him a lot of time here, but I'm telling you, nobody else is going to give this to you. Uh, it's a 42-minute speech. First off, who's going to get it? Who's going to listen to it? And then who's going to cut it up and let you hear the, the most relevant, in my opinion, important pieces? See, it only happens on long-form radio with hosts that take the time. So late last night, as my birthday ushered in, I'm editing audio for this because it's so sacred and so important that I want you to hear it. Listen to this. No movement that seeks to dismantle these treasured American legacies can possibly have a love of America at its heart. Can't happen. No person who remains quiet at the destruction of this resplendent heritage can possibly lead us to a better future. The radical ideology attacking our country advances under the banner of social justice. But in truth, it would demolish both justice and society. It would transform justice into an instrument of division and vengeance. And it would turn our free and inclusive society into a place of repression, domination, and exclusion. They want to silence us, but we will not be silenced. Wow. And he finishes like this, Sheriff. This has been a great honor for the First Lady and myself to be with you. I love your state. I love this country. I'd like to wish everybody a very happy 4th of July. To all, God bless you. God bless your families. God bless our great military. And God bless America. Thank you very much. Thank you. There you have it. That's how he ended, Sheriff. Well, I love it. And um, um, Trump, if there's anything that he has been since he's been in there, it's bold. He has been bold. And that's one of the reasons why everybody crossed lines and crossed aisles and crossed party lines and, and voted for him because we were so sick and tired of uh, smooth-talking politicians that were presidents that always said the right thing and, oh, we're going to uh, look presidential no matter what. <clears throat> and, and Trump came out and said, I don't care if I look presidential. I'm going to tell you the truth. And last night, he did both. He looked presidential. He told us the truth. He was uh, almost prophetic uh, the way he came across. And uh, he is a good public speaker, and and I think that's been part of his success as well. 
but he tells it like it is, and he doesn't hold back. He is bold, and I loved it. Amen. And I know there's a lot of things that he hasn't accomplished that we had hoped. You know, sometimes we just pray that somebody's going to ride in on their horse and solve all of America's problems. And I, and I know that's the tendency to feel that way, and I've felt that way sometimes. But, you know, you've got to give the man credit. There's only so much a single individual can do, especially with the deep swamp uh, and gators all around, if you will. President Trump has accomplished more of his promises than any politician I've heard of. He has done his best to remain true. He's still working on the wall. Does he have as much done as we had hoped? No, because they've fought him in tooth and nail at every single turn, including having the courts and, and activist judges shut him down to. I mean, we've even got now a huge group of George, uh, of Bush Republicans uh, trying to vote for Joe Biden, trying to put together a big old pact to fund. Um, or, I'm sorry, a pack to fund Joe Biden. They're literally going against President Trump at every turn. And the more they go against him and the more the deep swamp melts down and freaks out and the more he stands telling the truth like this the more I like him and the more I think, even though he's far from perfect. You know what? We got to judge him like we do some of our founding fathers and say, hey, they have their flaws too. And one of the points President Trump made is, hey, if they look at us, how much of our ideals would we live up to in our own lives? And I know personally, ladies and gentlemen, I fall far short. Just ask my wife. (laughs) I'm just teasing. I'm just saying that, you know what? We're all far from perfect. And you know what? We all fall short of ideals. But let's live in the real. Let's teach to the ideal. And let's strive every day of our lives to make the real as close to the ideal as we possibly can. Let's promote God, family, and country. Let's protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And let's do our very best to repent and to forgive and to become like the Savior Jesus Christ, the author of of our liberty hour one in the can hour two coming up a whole lot more sam and richard back on your radio we are live for the fourth of july so for sam and richard we declare this nation shall endure lovingliberty.net god save the republic of the united states Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. Ladies and gentlemen, please rise and remove your caps. Oh, say can you see? So proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming, whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fights or the ramparts we watched were.
Ladies and gentlemen, you are looking live on a Saturday morning, broadcasting live, celebrating the greatest country on the face of the earth. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. It is my birthday. We are live for the 4th of July. This is our two of two, July 4th in the year of our Lord 2020. First hour, Whitney Houston delivers. Second hour, Carrie Underwood delivers ladies and gentlemen we are celebrating the broad base known as america the land of the free the home of the brave and the good sheriff richard mack is with me welcome back to liberty roundtable live sir thanks so much for having me this beautiful saturday fourth of july i love it all right there's so much to cover so little time i want to start out with a little uh I don't know what you want to call it, speech, an article, a little um, uh, whatever you want to call it. My daughter wrote. Essay. Uh, essay. Uh, but she calls it a speech because it was really written to be given as a speech. But you're right. It's a written kind of an essay. And, and it's really interesting. And I titled it this. Why? Because all lives matter. And I want to respond to those who want to, you know, say black lives matter or Indian lives matter or when you start. To take that narrative, what you do is you minimize everyone else as you magnify the group in question. So if I say black lives matters, it's an indication that other lives aren't quite as valuable or as important. Or black lives matter if you're a hoodlum, but they don't matter if you're a baby and you're aborted, etc., etc. All lives matter. Life matters. God Almighty is the author of life. With that in mind, my daughter Bethany wrote this little essay, and the good sheriff's going to read it for you. Sheriff? Yes, thank you, Sam. In the family proclamation to the world, it says, We declare the means by which mortal life is created to be divinely appointed. We affirm the sanctity of life, of its importance in God's eternal plan. Husband and wife have a solemn responsibility to love and care for each other and for their children. The world has been in turmoil in the last few years, from the coronavirus to the Black Lives Matter movement. You may be thinking, does she support Black Lives Matter? To answer that question, yes, I do. But black lives are not the only lives I support. What about Native American lives? They have been persecuted just as much as the black community has been. What about Mormon lives? The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints have been the only religious group to have an extermination order put on them. Do their lives matter? Yes, their lives matter. Wild Wildlife, do their lives matter? Yes, absolutely. God did not put us on earth to fight about it. If my life matters, or if 
their life matters or if your life matters. He put us here so we could know that we all matter. It does not matter if I'm black or white or Asian or European. My life matters. Why is our country so upset about a black man's death when we were killing black babies? In the United States, the abortion rate for black women is almost five times that for white women. Do these unborn children's lives matter? Yes, they do. Why is this happening? I will tell you why. The United States of America has become a twisted, law-breaking country. We need this to stop. We need to return the United States of America back to God. He needs to save us from the eternal laws that we are breaking. It will not be easy, but it is worth it. Why? Because all lives matter. When I see that kind of stuff, Sheriff, I feel like... (laughs) And I didn't read this because I can't hardly read it on air without, you know, it's my daughter, right? So uh, all I'm telling you is when you see that, you get hope for America, the kind of hope the president was articulating, huh? It is. And, uh, yeah, I started to get a little teary-eyed, choked up a little bit reading it. I I thought it showed a lot of insight. And how old is that beautiful little blonde girl? 16. Oh, wow. She's a junior. She's 16. She's actually kind of between a junior and a senior because our kids go to school and do the three-year plan. They don't do four years in high school. They do three years because we believe four years in high school is a waste of time. Uh, so all of our kids graduate in three years, not four. But So she's between a junior and a senior, uh, and uh, she's finishing uh, a couple of classes uh, in her junior year right now over the summer, and then she'll be a full-fledged senior by August. Um, and so she's anyway, uh, but this is one of the things that she wrote, which was meant to be a speech that she was supposed to give. And this is the topic she chose and how she chose to frame the arguments. Well, uh, what a beautiful, uh, insight. What a beautiful girl. Um, it's what do you think, though, when sixteen-year-olds are saying this kind of stuff, Sheriff, and, the, and 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 all these adults are running around and funding the destruction of everything in the name of supposed equality? You look at it and you go, "What the heck is going on around here?" No doubt, it's indoctrination versus real education, sir. Yeah, and and I was thinking the same thing. I said it sounds like somebody from our school would have written that, but it's very similar to yours uh, in that it's based on. Uh, the foundational principles of America based on God, family, and country. And uh, so, yeah, it uh, it was, it showed a lot of insight in somebody that's paid attention in class, and paying attention to what's going on in the world, and paying attention to her good parents. All right, there's a lady by the name of Star Parker who's a black lady, well-known author, speaker. She does a great job. Star Parker, she's a black lady, and she asks the question, can Trump recover and a win in November, Sheriff. Now, Star Parker says this, and here's what's interesting. She's a black lady, and she gets it like my daughter gets it. And here's what she says. Freedom is the answer to both the COVID-19 recovery and the racial challenges we face. What do you think of that? Yeah. Uh, and, and I really like it uh, when... Uh, leaders in the black community 
or I should say leaders in America who might be a, a dark, more dark-complected, uh, actually come out and tell the truth and say, you know, destroying America is not going to help the black community. Uh, tearing down our monuments is not going to help anyone. And we need to stand and fight injustice wherever it happens and and continue to promote uh, the Constitution and liberty in America. Tearing, tearing this country apart uh, is not going to solve anything. I really love it when they come out and say stuff like that. And, uh, I so admire uh, many of them who are doing it. And there are many. Amen. Now, there is a guy in a place called Eager, Arizona. That's, believe it or not, where Kirk Crosby grew up, Sheriff. My co-host. Oh, yes, Kirk. It's yes. Eager, Arizona, okay? And in Eager, Arizona, the mayor there, his name is Bryce Hamlin. And Bryce Hamlin, uh, in my opinion, puts the best argument forward that I've ever heard about masks or mandates or dictates or whatever word you want to use that I have ever heard. So believe it or not, on Neil Cavuto, um, you're no doctor, says Neil, to rap Andy Biggs. And uh, Andy and uh, Neil literally debated numbers about, oh, you know, there's cases breaking out everywhere and da-da-da-da-da. I don't think the, the, the sideshow of a clown question debate about numbers matters. Because when you understand what Bryce Hamlin, mayor of Eager, Arizona, had to say, it puts it all in perspective. I'm going to come back and read a one-liner from his incredible press release from Eager, Arizona, where he says, we're not going to shut down everything. We're going to celebrate the 4th. Okay? He had a one-liner that I want to read and then have the sheriff, Richard Mack, respond to. From the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA.org. Hang tight. Do we reflect about our future and where we as a culture are moving? Do we keep our trust in our jobs, homes, money, life necessities, investments, stock markets? Do we believe that our 401ks or other retirements will always be there and that the current economic order will recover? Is the economy going to recover and life return to normal? It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. Whether you are poor, middle class, or rich, it ain't gonna happen. A book of astounding revelations about the present economic order and where we are heading. It ain't gonna happen by a friend of Medjugorje. To order, visit medj.com, spelled M-E-J.com, or call Caritas in the U.S. 205-672-2000, 205-672-2000. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans, who are they? Democrats, who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt 
and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. And you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live, and I got a question for you. Will you be among the patriots? I will. Amen, sir. Steve Voss, ladies and gentlemen. Sounds like a song the president ought to have at his rallies, Sheriff. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So here's the press release from Mayor Bryce Hamlin of Eager, Arizona. And he's getting attacked all across the country is why I'm focusing on it. We talked about it yesterday. Uh, But basically, he's having a 4th of July parade and fireworks and everything else. And they're literally criticizing him. He's saying we're not going to have masks mandated. And we're going to meet, and we're going to have a great time, and we're going to celebrate the greatest country on earth. We're going to do that. And he's literally getting just beat up. And here's what he said. One line. What authority does the town of Eager or any other state or local government have to infringe on the rights of healthy, law-abiding citizens? That's it. Let me say it again. What authority does the town of Eager or any other state or local government have to infringe on the rights of healthy, law-abiding citizens? In my opinion, Sheriff, that's where the buck stops. That says it all. That, what a, what a, a great uh, leader uh, to say such a thing. I, I mean, that really boils the whole thing down to write exactly where it should be. And uh, I actually thought you were going to go with one of his other comments. By all means, you're free to to highlight it. I highlighted that one, though, because, look, I don't care about debating numbers. I don't care about debating, you know, rising cases. I don't care if you like masks or don't like masks or you agree or disagree with the science. I don't care if you, whatever crisis of the day you want to highlight, whatever you want to, at the end of the day, I got to ask, what authority do they have to shut down, control, manipulate, violate the liberties of, the freedom of, the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness of healthy, law-abiding Americans. What authority do you have? And I don't care what argument. What they want to do is take us into the arguments about numbers, about cases, about opinions, about doctors, about science, about cops, about whatever. But in the end of the day, what authority do they have? And the answer is none. 
because government derives its authority from the consent of the governed. A point President Trump made last night. A point Bryce made in his speech. A point that I'm highlighting right now for the 4th of July. So anyway, that's why I picked that quote, because in my opinion, it's ground zero for the discussion and the debate. You know what? You spout your numbers, Neil. You spout your numbers, Fauci. You, whatever. Stop. What authority do you have? And the answer is you clearly don't have any because we, the consent of the governed, have not given you any authority for those things. And you're belligerently taking authority. And you know what? If you keep it up, you ought to be arrested. Because at some point, you've got an oath of office that you must obey. And the more you violate it, the more I say, look, you're, char- you're treading on criminal territory now. You know what? You don't have the authority or the right. You don't have the ability to take on power unto yourself that has not been given to you. All right? And, and so this is serious. So there's my quote from Bryce. You got a quote from Bryce, too, Sheriff. Yeah, amazingly so. Uh, and both, I, I'll tell you what, these two are about the most powerful I've heard from any American, uh, let alone some public official. Uh, and it, call, it comes from a very small town in eastern Arizona, uh, right in the middle of the state on the east side. Uh, here he says this, My response from the onset of COVID-19 pandemic has been that we will err on the side of freedom. End quote. Uh, wouldn't you love to hear that from your governor, from my governor, from our city mayors, and from all the people dealing with this? Everyone in law enforcement, in the executive branch, the judicial branch, or the legislative branch should all be saying the same exact thing. If we err, we will err on the side of freedom completely going along with what Frederick Bastiat said. And he lists, and I needed to have that list in front of me today, I'm sorry. He lists every social issue, every social ill. Racism, unemployment, the economy, uh, corruption, uh, poverty, charity, taxes. You go on and on through every list of political ills, social ills, social issues, political issues, and what does he say is the solution, Sam? He says the solution is one word, liberty. And that's exactly what this good mayor says. And, uh, man, uh, I think we might be needing to move to eager Arizona, Sam. <laughs> it's a very small town, and it's a, all I'm telling you is I, I commend this mayor. I think he's spot on right. I agree with uh, Frederick Bastier. I agree with, uh, but Trump is speaking the same thing, Sheriff. He's saying the same things, and he's doing the same thing. So he had an event last night, an open-air event, trying to be outside so that it's safer, trying to understand and be delicate and everything else. But he highlights it and continues with freedom. And he literally says, listen, they want to destroy everything we hold dear. We have got to be bold. We have got to stand up. We have got to engage. We have got to... um, you know, focus on God, family, and country. President Trump highlighted God many, many times last night. He highlighted the family. He highlighted parents and children and true education versus doctrination. He highlighted the, the history and the legacy of America. And then he forged into the future and talked about how many incredible things we, he even talked about Muhammad Ali, you know, okay. But then he talked about the future of America.
Now, there are two people that I know that are on the national stage or the world stage, if you will, that are very positive on America's future. One of them is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint President, Russell M. Nelson. And I mentioned him because he believes that we're in for a bumpy ride, but hang on. Uh, and he really f- highlights that there, we have a bright, bright, bright future. Okay, but then President Trump really highlights the bright future. He talked last night about writing the next chapter. And it's up to you and me, Sheriff, and not just you and me personally, but but you and me, meaning the whole country. We're going to write the next chapter in American history. Will it be on our knees, not before bureaucrats or communists or socialists, but before God Almighty? And on our knees, will we demonstrate the true repentant attitude and repentant desire in our hearts that God has asked of us? And if so, our land will heal and God will protect us, is his biblical promise. Will we stand together as family, the fundamental unit of society, and define gender as binary as God did when he stated in Genesis, I created him male and female? Will we stand for the fundamental truths of God, family, and then the proper role of limited constitutional government, replete with its checks and balances vertically and horizontally? Will we stand for those wonderful things that put government bureaucrats in a box and say, yes, by our consent, you have a role to play, but it's minimal. It's, uh, you know what, sliced and diced in such a way as to make sure that you don't run off the rails. Uh, We're going to look at the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and say those documents has kicked off the greatest liberty for the most amount of people in the history of the world. And are we going to celebrate that? Or are we going to turn our back on that, Sheriff? And that's what we really have to decide as a nation right now, sir. Well, as far as me and my house, we will side on airing on the side of freedom. Uh, I think that's marvelous. I think every one of us should be doing the exact same thing. Everyone should be saying that as we move through this pandemic. Uh, and and if we can cut through the pandemic of corruption to actually get to a solution for this, but uh, we we should be keeping that as our motto that if we err, we err on the side of freedom, uh, and that's exactly what America is based on. That's the Declaration of Independence. That's the Constitution. Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, the good sheriff, Richard Mack on your radio. We are live celebrating the 4th of July, and we want to take courage and look into the bright future with hope, with faith, and with absolute commitment. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Kenneth Burns. President Donald Trump, in a speech at Mount Rushmore in South Dakota, said the nation's heritage is under attack from what he called a far-left revolution. Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, deface our most sacred memorials, and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Many of these people have no idea why they're doing this. 
but some know exactly what they are doing. The president's speech was capped off with a fireworks display. He also announced plans to create a national garden to honor the greatest Americans to ever live. The coronavirus pandemic has caused the cancellation of Major League Baseball's All-Star Game. The Midsummer Classic was to take place at Dodger Stadium in Los Angeles. It's been 40 years since an All-Star Game took place there. This is USA Radio News. If your credit card bills have gotten out of hand and you care about your credit, call Consolidated Credit now. If the interest rates on your credit cards are so high, it'll take years to get out of debt. Call Consolidated Credit now. They've helped over 6 million people with credit card debt. Without destroying your credit, they can consolidate your debts into one lower payment, reduce your interest rates, and get you out of debt fast. The program works. Call Consolidated Credit now. Call 800-406-0046, That's 800-406-0046. Consolidated Credit Counseling Services, Inc., 5701 West Sunrise Boulevard, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, 33313. Licensed by the New York Department of Financial Services and by the Vermont Department of Financial Regulation, Maryland DM 1492, Oregon DM 80092. Licensed by the Virginia State Corporation, Commission License Number DC83. Service may adversely affect an individual's credit. Non-payment of debt may lead to additional finance charges or collections activity, including legal action, not a loan company. The things that could be done at a drive-thru these days. The coronavirus pandemic continues as we find new ways of doing things in a car. In America, you can get almost anything in a drive-thru. And now, that includes one very happy spiel. The oath of allegiance to become a United States citizen. As crazy as that seems, this is how the American dream now starts. Immigrants who've completed all the requirements of citizenship are pulling into parking lots from San Diego to Des Moines to Detroit for socially distant naturalization ceremonies. In Albany, New York, U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services minted 59 brand-new Americans, all from the cabins of their cars. When the coronavirus pandemic put a hold on naturalization ceremonies in March, it left a backlog of thousands of people who had qualified to become citizens but had not been officially able to swear the oath of allegiance, the final step in the often year-long process. For USA Radio News, I'm Sean Hunt. You're listening to USA Radio News. Steve Voss, I still believe. Sometimes I wonder what this world is coming to. Just turn the TV on. Read the morning news. How did we fall so far? How did we fall so fast? 
Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, he has blessed this land. There's a lot going on, no doubt about it, that seems discouraging. But never let it get to you, folks. Get on your knees and pray to Almighty God, and he'll give you courage to stand up and move forward and be part of the solution. All right, there is a, a couple of things I want to get to, Sheriff. Um, first off, um, Matt Staver of Liberty Council, well-known attorney for religious freedom. He's the gutsy guy that says, hey, you better stand up for Christian values in America. If you do, I'll defend you. If you don't, I'll sue you. <laughs> and even when the ACLU threatens to sue, he defends people for free against the ACLU if they're violating religious freedoms. Anyway, the guy's a, a, an American hero. Matthew Staver is his name. Uh, anyway, he emailed me. Uh, and he emailed me for the 4th of July, and here's what he says. And I think this is important, and I want you to respond to it, Sheriff. The founders were deeply influenced by a Judeo-Christian worldview that gave them great courage to sacrifice everything in order to establish this great nation. They knew that our rights come from God, not government, and that the sole purpose of government is to protect these inalienable rights no matter the cost. As we celebrate America's birthday this week and this weekend, we must continue to protect the priceless gift of our religious freedom and never forget the cost that was paid for it. Matt. Sheriff? <laughs> yeah, the price that was paid, Sam. Uh, and... Uh, Lest we forget, lest we forget, and uh, right now we have replaced all of that with a political agenda uh, to destroy uh, the Trump presidency, to d to make sure that Trump is not reelected. And Sam, I've said it before, I said it last week. I fear for all of us, uh, when or if Trump uh, wins reelection, because these thugs are going to. Uh, do 10 times worse than what they've done now. And it's almost like they're holding America hostage. Uh, if you reelect this president, then we're really going to punish you. Uh, and that's exactly how I feel, and I believe that's exactly what they're doing. And they're showing us. This is, this is just a preview of what they're going to do if that man gets uh, reelected. And after what he did last night, uh, I believe even more so that he should be. And uh, there's no one else uh, that is fighting for the principle of life uh, in this country more than he is. And so I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, uh, I, I agree with uh, President Nelson that uh, we're going to win, but we've got to hold on. And we've, we really, I think that's a great term. Brothers and sisters and ladies and gentlemen, fellow Americans, we have got to hold on, and in this particular case, we have got to hold on to the title of liberty that we were blessed with in 1776, 1789, really, when the Constitution was uh, signed and written. And, and I'm telling you, Sam, my heart is full. Uh, it's full for my love of, of my country and for the men and women who founded America and fought and died and sacrificed everything for us. But it's also full of concern that we are destroying what God gave us and what God uh, 
plan for us and his plan for us. And uh, so there's that great dichotomy in my heart, and it's the great dichotomy in our country, and it's the great divide in our country. And I so wish that we would quit using this as a platitude and, and a political slogan that we would come together. Uh, maybe we need to rise together. Uh, and, and, I, and I feel that way. Uh, Sam, you know what we've been all about, but I feel that way about every single American. I don't care what color they are, what religion they are, and I, and I care about every single injustice going on in this country. And uh, we have ignored huge injustices, and it's not racially based at all. Uh, it's just a sign of the pandemic of corruption that we have in this country. It's not the system. It's the people that are running it, and we need to have accountability for the people who are destroying the justice system in this country. I'm going to tell you a little story, and it's from a book called The Book of Mormon. And I know a lot of our listeners are not Mormons. In fact, the majority, by far the majority, around the world are not members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. But the Book of Mormon, just so you know, is called Another Testament of Jesus Christ. And it's a companion book to the Bible. The Bible is about the people in Jerusalem, the history and their, their dealings with God, etc. The Book of Mormon, Another Testament of Jesus Christ, is a historical record of the people in ancient America, folks. And the reason that I bring this up is because uh, one man, Ezra Tapp Benson, the Secretary of Agriculture, uh, it, it, during the Eisenhower administration, said, you know what, it's the greatest handbook for freedom ever written. And so, you know what, if you want to read the Book of Mormon, uh, there's a, available, it's available for free. Churchofjesuschrist.org is where you can get a copy free. Uh, anyway, I, I digress, and I'm not trying to just preach Mormonism on the radio. However, I do want to highlight something really important. There's a section in that book where it talks about these people who became converted to Christ. Their nicknames were the Anti-Nephi-Lehi's. Anyway, it's a long story, but I'm going to shorten it and make it very succinct for you. Uh, these people were so converted to Christ that rather than fight for their lives, they would lay down and die because they didn't want to take up the sword and kill. And uh, so eventually they were defended by their neighbors who loved them. And they then gave subsidence to the armies for the neighbors to defend them. Uh, and then eventually they had their children, uh, teenage boys, uh, fight on their behalf. It's a long, complicated story. The point that I'm getting at with all this is these people served one another and loved one another and turned to their God together. They were of two different nations, if you will. You can almost compare it to the black and the white in America today or the Democrat and the Republican, or the whatever, divide, divide male and female, whatever fault line you want to find, you can almost compare it to that. And the only solution was for them to be converted wholly to Jesus Christ and let the love of the author of liberty, Jesus Christ, permeate their hearts to the point where they were willing to forgive. They were willing to serve one another. They were willing to put their lives on the line for one another in so much that they had a tremendous coming together under the banner of liberty and Jesus Christ. And I highlight that story because, again, it really points to the answer. American, uh, I guess it's called the Heritage Foundation, emailed me, and here's what they say, Sheriff. Happy Independence Day. Today we commemorate the signing of the Declaration of Independence and the truths enshrined therein.
This is a special 4th of July for us, they say. We have been humbled by your participation and the stories you've shared in our response to the number proud American campaign. Now more than ever, we need patriots reminding their communities what it means to be American. Thank you. We encourage you to continue this enthusiasm, gratitude, and activism well past the 4th of July. In the spirit of Independence Day, and then they say we'd like to share a special video with you. But I bring this up because I want to talk about stories. What stories inspire you the most? Either personal stories or stories of our founders? What inspires you the most? When we get back, the good sheriff from the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association will rock and roll. We're going to finish up by telling you a couple of interesting stories. And we're going to do it on your radio. And they're going to be very personal. But they're absolutely going to double down in defense of the sacred cause of liberty and our just cause before Almighty God. Hey, listen up. This is a deep state alert. Former Texas Congressman Steve Stockman, who moved to arrest Lois Lerner for contempt of Congress, has been imprisoned by the very office that Lerner led. You heard right. Stockman hit the Obama administration hard, and they hit back with the full force of the federal government. The guy who said he wanted Mark Levin as Speaker of the House was the first to threaten Obama's impeachment, exposed Hillary's selling steel to the Iranians, and blocked both Obama's immigration and gun bills from even reaching the House. But Obama holdovers came after him in federal court with trumped up charges and have locked our guy up. Like many others, he was on Obama's hit list. Steve fought for us in Congress. Now we need to fight for him. Don't abandon this wounded hero on the battlefield. Let's help cover his massive legal costs. To chip in five bucks or more, text the word FIGHT to 444-999. That's FIGHT, F-I-G-H-T, to 444-999. Or go to DefendAPatriot.com. That's DefendAPatriot.com. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married and have some kids. All right, the good Sheriff Richard Mack is with us, ladies and gentlemen. The Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, CSPOA, become a member today. I'm a lifetime member and highly recommend you become one as well. So, Sheriff, what story inspires you the most? 
Well, you know, when you said that, I I had so many starting to run through my head. Richard Kirkland during the Civil War, um, of course, Washington kneeling and praying. Uh, I, I, and I'm gonna I'm gonna probably have to go uh, back to that one. Uh, the Battle of Trenton. Uh, here uh, we were. Uh, the American army was running away from the British. Uh, they were sick. The troops were sick. Uh, many were uh, dying of starvation and dysentery. They had no supplies. They had no food. The only thing they were eating, if they were eating at all, were fire cakes, which, which is just uh, flour mixed in water. Uh, it says cake where you think you're cooking it. Um, sometimes they would boil it and, and eat it like a little bit of a mush or, or porridge. Uh, but most of the time, they were just mixing water with flour, uh, ha- having very uh, little nutrition uh, and very little uh, substance at all. Uh, Washington was begging the men to stay. He was praying. uh for funds from Congress and other people. He got very frustrated uh, with the other founders and other people uh, that agreed with the war and then did nothing to really fund it and help it. And Washington was beside himself. And uh, a lot of the men in the troops were due to get out of the army uh, he was begging them to re-up. He was promising them money that they were never receiving. And uh, so he brought in Thomas Paine and Thomas Paine's writing, The American Crisis. These are times that try men's souls. And uh, that was read to the men, and the men were so inspired by it that uh, they girded up their loins, and Washington prayed and fasted, and came to the man after reading that to them and said, uh, now we're going to cross the Delaware again in this horrible weather on Christmas. Uh, Christmas, actually, the Christmas, the night of Christmas uh, and Christmas Eve, that they were going to march all the way back in there. And uh, on the morning, I believe it was the morning of the 26th, they arrived in Trenton, uh, and the... Uh, one of the captains wrote that some of the men were naked in every sense of the word. He also wrote in his journal that he saw blood prints in the snow and ice. Uh, this was a horrible blizzard going on. Washington almost turned back several different times, but he stayed true to the inspiration that he received from God Almighty. And this happened a lot during the Revolutionary War. If Washington hadn't done this, and you can count that probably uh, 20 times or more during the Revolutionary War. If Washington hadn't done this and, and continued on despite the horrible obstacles and the huge odds against him and going against the greatest military empire in the world uh, and uh, marching into Trenton, uh, they did a surprise attack because none of the British soldiers or Hessians that were there, hired by the hired German mercenaries by the British. None of them expected anybody to go anywhere at Christmas, and especially in this blizzard. So they all thought they were fine. Uh, 
that they didn't have to worry about being prepared for any attacks. But Washington taught us all, what do you do when you're sick, when you're tired, when you're exhausted, when you have no supplies, when your backs are to the wall? What did Washington teach us? It's time to fight. It's time to get up. It's time to attack. May we all remember that today. When things look so bleak to us, let us follow that ragtag army into Trenton, and let's do the same today. I love it, Sheriff. we got a lot of work ahead of us. That's for sure. And I want to highlight one of my favorite stories. There's two of them. One is the Marblehead Regiment. So it's kind of the beginning of the story that President Trump told last hour about George Washington. While they were crossing the river before the nine-mile hike with bloody feet, they crossed an icy river with huge ice blocks coming down the river. And there was a group called the Marblehead Regiment, which is Marblehead, Massachusetts. They were basically seamen kind of like the apostles that followed the Savior Jesus Christ guys. And they would go out in their fishing boats, and they became tougher than nails and fearless. And these people from the Marblehead Regiment, their whole job was every time um, George Washington and, and company would need to uh, run, in my opinion, one of the greatest acts of heroism. A lot of people would say, oh, he ran because he's wimpy. No, he ran because he was intelligent enough to fight for another day and eventually win. But I digress. One of the geniuses of a great general. That's why even with the losses we have in America today, let's take them on the chin and come back and come back and come back, just like General George did. Uh, but I digress. These seamen, if you will, these guys that understood the ocean, understood the the rivers, and understood the water in frigid ice. I mean, these these huge ice chunks would come down and just crush your boat into pieces. So they're crossing in the middle of the night where you can't see these huge ice blocks coming down the river. It's freezing cold. And these men literally ferried troops across the river. And it was an act of heroism and an act of God that even allowed them to cross safely in the middle of winter. And this didn't happen once. This didn't happen twice. This didn't happen three times. These are almost the heroes of the revolution because the marble, John Glover is the leader's name. I'm telling you, incredible stories of America. The second one I want to tell you about is Francis Marion. All right, there's a book, The Swamp Fox. That's what Francis Marion was nicknamed. He was a crippled dude. He wasn't much to look at. In fact, the military men, when they saw him, they kind of laughed at poor Francis. The guy was just like a little crippled dude. And well, anyway, Francis Marion nicknamed The Swamp Fox because when the British went to the South to try to change the game and win, they lost bigger than they could have imagined because primarily of one man. Francis Marion. He was the General George Washington of the South, if you will. But there's a book written about this that details really good, really detailed about Francis Marion, the Swamp Fox, how Francis Marion saved the American Revolution. It's written by John Aller. John Aller. O-L-L-E-R. And John Aller, ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, he was a guest on this program. Go look at LibertyRoundTable.com and search for John Aller. And you'll find that or just type in Liberty Roundtable John Aller and you'll find the interview. I'm telling you, we interviewed him. It's an incredible book and it highlights one of the great heroes of the American Revolution. The problem is there's too many stories to tell. 
There's too many things to highlight that are just tremendous about the greatest country on the face of the earth. From the incredible documents, the Declaration of Independence, to the Constitution for the United States of America, to the Bill of Rights, to the Federalist Papers and the Anti-Federalist Papers, to the books written by guys like John Aller. Uh, Prelude to Glory is another nine-book set about the American Revolution written by uh, Mr. Carter. Uh, incredible stuff about America that we could never cover at all. But we encourage you to continue this enthusiasm, this gratitude, and this activism well beyond the 4th of July, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, let's not just get patriotic for the day and wave the flag and drink a beer. Let's set aside beer altogether and stand without fear with humility and faith before our God. And let's do what he asks so we qualify for blessings of liberty like our founding fathers did. So the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints president, his name is Russell M. Nelson, and he said this. I think it's very apropos to finish this uh, broadcast with. I've learned that these emotions of fear, isolation, and danger are best handled by immersing one's self in the care of other people. He said the road ahead is going to be bumpy, folks. It'll always be bumpy. But the destination will be serene and secure. So fasten your seatbelts, hang on through the bumps, and do what's right. And your rewards will be eternal. All right? And I bring this up because we as America set aside religion, Catholic, Mormon, Protestant, whatever, the Judeo-Christian heritage of America is the very solution we seek. Okay? Let's not forever learn and never come to the knowledge of the truth. Let's not look in all the wrong places for love. Let's look towards God Almighty. Let's double down in defense of the traditional family. And let's double down on the ideals enshrined in the Declaration of Independence as we celebrate the 4th of July and say, hey, this is is worth defending this is worth my all the founders gave their blood sweat tears sacred fortunes their honors their reputations everything i'm afraid it's going to require the same from us in these times armies may combine persecutions may rage but we can stand strong for our god our family and our country Sheriff, the final word's yours. Well, Sam, we've had quite the conglomeration of uh, principles, uh, speeches, quotes, historical inspiration uh, on this wonderful 4th of July. It's been quite a conference today, a two-hour conference that uh, you've put together. Uh, I really admire what you've done today and, and every day. Uh, throughout the uh, last 20, 25 years that we've known each other. Uh, you've uh, done a lot of talking, but you've done a lot of walking. 
and uh, you've put your money where your mouth is, and uh, you've always stood in the right place and, and for freedom. Uh, it's an amazing thing that uh, you have accomplished with your family and uh, with your radio show, <clears throat> with your handicap uh, that no one has ever even noticed, uh, when, especially when they're around you. Uh, but more importantly, uh, you've stood for the three things that we all hold the most dear. I pray to God that he will bless us to be as strong as you have been in this fight and in this movement for God, family, and country. And thank you for your kind words, but it's not about me, but I hope to do my little part to show how grateful I am to the Founding Fathers. To all those who have fought for the sacred cause of liberty, it's kind of like the body of Christ. You don't say to the finger, I have no need of thee. You say we all do the best we can and do our little part. And you know what? If we do our best, the Savior Jesus Christ, he promises us we'll take care of the rest. The atonement is key. Repentance is key. Forgiveness is key. And then getting up and doing all that we can to be in the service of our fellow beings is the answer. For Sam and the Good Sheriff, God save the Republic of the United States of America. Happy 